0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios, this is-
1: I still think uh, on the defensive side, you know, out of the portal, I think you'd need a, a, a corner, a linebacker. Obviously, I think you would need an edge edge, and an interior, so there's four. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I think we need another interior offensive lineman. I think we'll find a tight end. I think we are find a quarterback. I think we need a running back out of the portal and a wide receiver, so I think that's probably pretty close to eight right there. With John Neighbors. Every time you put him back in my face, I'm going to say
0: off and Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in a mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz.
2: One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Chris Kane got Ethan back on the ones and twos as we broadcast live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today, and thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon as we have talked hot and heavy about recruiting, transfer portal, NIL, signing day, all that fun stuff, and as I joked with Dudley Dawson yesterday, I'm still waiting on a coach in college football to come out and say, you know what, we didn't get all the guys we wanted. We didn't address the needs. You know, we were hoping for this guy, but we had to settle on this player. He's not as good, but you're never going to get that because every coach is going to be like, "We we got who we wanted. This is this is the class that wanted to be Hogs." <laughs> I love that. At least it's consistent there too.
3: <laughs> not you mean not? This is this is one of those times where I kind of wish Sam's overt honesty, yes, came into play where he Would was be good. Yeah, I know. I'd love to hear his thoughts on the real thoughts
2: mm-hmm. on yeah. some of the
3: guys. We know they were. Really honing in on and close on and, and missed out
2: on. I like Sam, but yeah, he needs to flip his honesty. Like, don't be honest when you shouldn't be, but That's be right. honest when we want you to be.
3: Yeah, don't leave the I don't knows out. Yes, and, and give me the what you know about whatever went down with the certain player. Right. That? I know there's some stipulations about what he can
2: and can't say once a player signs somewhere else. Of too, course. So. Of course. I've I've always wanted it to where you know if there's a late addition like at the last minute and you know like the player yesterday for the wide receiver don't <laughs> well, we come out and say <laughs> we, yeah just don't come out and say like oh you know we've been on him for a while yeah. like no 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 you haven't it was you missed out on a guy and you're like hey let's go with this one because he's at the same position and we know we can get him and there's some potential there let's do that that's what it was about that's why you did it just be honest about it too uh, but yeah a lot of people have been chiming in on our southern structural solutions text line as well as our Gangster Museum of America live fan feedback. Uh, we'll get to those. We'll see if uh, stat is not uh, from Conway on the line anymore. So, but yeah, if you want to have the conversation, folks, 501-661-1037 is the number to call in or text in. I uh, did want to play this clip real quick since we've been talking about recruiting and everything. Sam Pittman did recap his signing day, speaking of which, and how he felt about the class overall.
1: Overall, I thought this was an outstanding day for the Hogs. And more importantly, uh, we're headed in the right direction at quarterback. And I'm talking about both of them. And we're headed in the right direction on the O-line. I'm talking about high school and transfers, and we're not done yet. Uh, But those were two, two big key areas that we wanted to try to address in recruiting. And we did. We obviously know we have the third through the seventh period there that we've got some work to do i think we have about eight scholarships left we've got to be right because i think we only have 10 visits left you know so we're we're close to maxed out there Uh, but we have that and obviously you've got your second signing period Uh, it opens back up in april with that i'm really excited guys about what went on i'm I'm proud of our coaches for what they did
2: so exciting and it's a great day and you shouldn't be complaining. Sounds like
3: pep in his step. Yeah, you know
2: and recruiting can be exhausting. So it can be. I've never felt any sort of way about a coach and lacking of energy after signing day, because I don't think that that's a. They could go through an entire game, an entire week of practice, but I don't think it's as exhausting mentally and physically. That's probably what recruiting and signing day is. Like last minute deals, last minute things. And yeah, the stress you have. Stressing because until you see yeah. that, you know, national letter of intent right. come through the.
3: Waiting on the fax.
2: Yeah. Do they still fax it? Does I that don't still happen? That's still a thing. Surely they just, like, email it that right? But then how do you know if it's real? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. How does that work? How do, how do you get it to me, make uh, an official?
3: Let me text Coach Brown and at UC
2: Yeah. yeah. Let, let us know. Like, because if, yeah. if they're still using fax machines, I'd love to know. Are Kinko's still around? <laughs> like, they, they just go over there and have to fax it in oh. and. You know, what does it all say? Is it very professional looking, or is it just something like, "I'm coming to Arkansas, and here's my signature"? Like, I, there's a lot of questions that I have as far as the. Uh, all right, just throw a text to Coach Brown at UCA. We'll see what he says. All right, yeah, let, yeah. let us know. Give us, uh, give us the idea yeah, there. there are, I
3: just said, do players still fax their letter of intent?
2: Let's yes, see. yes. Uh, very
3: important information.
2: Yeah, well, we can't go. We can't go without it. I agree. I can't agree. go without yeah, it.
3: Yeah, we need to know if we're moving forwards or backwards in, in the uh, technology time continuum.
2: Yeah, which you know with football it's still got some things that are going to be going on you know as sam Piment mentioned they are going to still add some players still got the february signing period you got a lot going on so don't think that oh now it's final this is the team you got there's still a lot of stuff that's going to happen and who knows sometimes in those spring transfer portal windows you can get some pretty good players arkansas has before in that spring window it's happened so it could be. I'm just trying to look at a glass half full. For those of you who are upset, just let's see. You never know. It could be okay. Hit of a Razorback fan. Got to look at it.
3: You got to look at it with some optimism sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Or all the time.
4: I feel like Pittman could come out with a wheelbarrow full of cow crap and throw it all over the table. And it's still more truthful and honest and what he actually means than Chad Morris in the last, I don't know, two or
2: three months. I mean,
4: I remember watching all those press conferences with Chad, and it was so hard to watch.
2: I mean, actually, like,
4: hard to watch. Well,
2: I mean, he had to have notes of saying what he needed to say. Say, hey, thank the fans. All right, thank the fans. Got to say that. Yeah, well, you know, I don't care about press conferences. I care about winning. You know, Bobby Trino was the worst press conference there ever was, but he won, so no one cared. So, Brett Bielmo was great at press conferences, but he didn't win enough. And people yeah, he got tired a of it.
5: Hmm?
3: He just won a little,
2: not a lot. Yeah, just not see, enough. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah. not enough. His best year being if your best year is seven and five in a five year span, because that's I mean if Sam Pittman doesn't get it done this year, and uh, like it's going to kind of be the same thing. Like looking back on it, there's a lot of similarity between the the Bielma and the Pittman era as far as that five year span goes. Definitely,
3: it's funny too. You know, you think that the the worst time being a Razorback fan was that one year with John L. Smith. You until thought, you,
2: until you had two years of Gen, you thought, you thought, <laughs> you I, thought
3: it couldn't get worse than the state of Alabama,
2: b- dude. Like, and then it did. Ah, uh, I see. And I never thought that there'd be a worse loss in my life than the ULM. No, than when Arkansas lost to Vanderbilt at home. Oh, when okay. Jay Cutler yeah. came to town, I honestly thought that was the that was the worst loss I've ever experienced in my life. Was that when Peyton Hillis got stuffed on the goal line like four times in a row? Yes. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. That was because that was the year that. I think it's the year after Matt Jones. Yeah, it was the year after Matt Jones. Jay Culler was a senior at Vanderbilt. It's early in the season. You know, Arkansas's quarterback is Robert Johnson. Darren McFadden, Felix Jones uh, were freshmen. Yeah. DeAris yeah. Howard was kind of the, the main running back Lewis there. Howard, yes. That's yeah. right. So, but yeah. yeah it, he was the first Landers Award winner, by the way, 2000. DeAris Howard. Okay. Yeah. D'Angelo
3: Williams never won the Landers Award. I just looked it up. Okay. So just going to back know. to our first hour. But yeah, DeAris Howard, great callback.
2: Yes. Yeah. He was really good at West but, Memphis. But they just, they were very young. Again, I thought that was the worst loss until the past 10 years. <laughs> And I can count now on a, on both hands and maybe have to use some toes of worse loss. No, it's a nice. it's a summertime conversation. But now that you brought it up, I have to ask. It's Christmas to, time, so we can do it If you had too. to put
3: one above the rest, one, and loss? not the Citadel's coreless here. The Citadel's for all those right. listening who who are saying the Citadel coreless that if you're going to put one up there. Just in football, just in football. Okay, where do you you said you
2: said you got ten to choose from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, There's a lot. You do have a lot. Um, you do have a lot. Honestly, man, because like when Arkansas lost to Western Kentucky, in a way, everyone was kind of hoping. Oh, I don't just th- I don't just think because, that was bad because yeah. it, it 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 ripped the Band-Aid off yep. the, uh, an open wound. Yes, I think that. So that game, even though. Statistically or whatever, maybe a, a worse loss. I know people who
3: were actively rooting for Ty Story to light yes. up their own alma mater just yeah. to get rid of Chad Morris.
2: Yeah, it was it was that that level bad. And of all people to
3: do it, I mean, it was almost it was it was it was cinematic. Mm-hmm. It was Perfect. wait, I'm sorry, who's doing this?
2: Mm-hmm. The, the guy you didn't want. The
3: guy he didn't want. The guy who's from Arkansas, just down the road, and said, "Now we don't want him. He's not any good."
2: And he came back and torched you perfection it was was poetic it It was was absolutely poetic it was it was was definitely like out of a movie script okay so i'm not
3: gonna gonna say that one that's not that bad. no
2: so you got to put again about the perspective of it ulm was pretty bad you even with the john l smith year ulm was pretty bad because at worst you're first off you're coming off a 21 and 5 in past two seasons yes you don't have bobby petrino but you look at you're like okay but regardless there's still stupid talent on this team you got tyler wilson you got Kobe Hamilton. He got concussed. Remember, I, Wilson got concussed. He did, and he Brandon did. came in. He did. And that's when it all fell apart. Right. But I'm saying, because of the expectation for the season you had, I was still like, oh, 8-4 is at worst. Oh, Because this is an 8-14. Yeah. and four yeah, team. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you had Niall Davis back. You had Dennis Johnson. You still had Ronnie Wing. It, yeah, it was a great, it was a great team. Yes, yeah, you, you had Chris Gregg. Like you had, they were doing the ESPN
3: car wash yes. season, and Skip Bales was calling for a national championship to be celebrated yes. at Grubbs. Yes, or no, I'm sorry, it was Rick Riley. Rick Riley was oh, calling wow. for a national championship. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was that well, and I think that, that kind of throwback. That's the loss that will probably sting and be most impactful to me because of just how high the expectation was. Okay, because even in the Chad Morris years, the expectation really wasn't that high. Yeah, and when those losses came, it's like. But that one was where it's like, oh, zero chance. Worst loss. Right, yeah. Yeah. So that's probably probably
3: guaranteed on television that morning. Guaranteed that, that Arkansas would win that game. So it's her fault. Yes. Yeah. I still. That's why I bring it up. They're going to bring it up, yeah. Ten years later. Yeah.
2: Yes.
4: What, I, so, I mean, Western Kentucky is a really infamous example because it was like shutting the door on Morris, but what do you guys think about that North Texas loss? I mean, I would argue that was the worst loss of
3: Morris's era. Arguably most embarrassing because of the fake punt. Yes. Return. Yeah, you got put on Sports Center I think highlights it was on, the late forever. Night, there was on the late night shows, even. I yes. I think there was, you know, there
2: was such they a, ran some of that. Because it was such a joke. It was so bad. Yeah. That one, that one sticks in the crawl a little bit just because... Because of the replay of that, uh, either that or maybe the uh, Auburn game of that was it the same year or maybe the year after when they tried to run that fake punt, and the punter just like <laughs> f- like yeah. I like, I like overshot it, and the guy and the Auburn player's like. Uh, okay, and you just caught it, and
3: so I guess most embarrassing is the way to phrase this. because you say worst right.
2: loss, it's relative,
3: right? Like some people would say the worst loss they've ever felt was the Alabama game in 2010 because of being up, and you finally are going to beat. Yeah, one of the just two, the worst feeling, right? One, one of the out two, of a game. one of the
2: two games that I teared up at, right.
3: But in terms of just most embarrassing, I think I, you know what, that might be it. I think North, North, Texas. I think North Texas is up, and no, it's not an offense to North Texas. It's how they did it, mm-hmm. and it was so dominant.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I
3: mean, it wasn't even close.
2: Yeah, from beginning to end,
3: it wasn't like it wasn't like ULM where they had to storm back and win late, and it was it felt bad, but it was like it wasn't as embarrassing. It was just like heartbreaking. I mean, you lose your quarterback, and 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 it just all fell apart. North Texas was like getting kicked in the in the groin repeatedly for three hours. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't
2: end. And yeah, you're just in shock of how this transpired. So, congrats, Morris. There we go. There, uh, yeah. 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 Most embarrassing loss. Yeah, you're gonna start having to ask these that. questions, like in you know Corliss, the Chad Morris yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you just anything <laughs> from that does not yeah, count. A, that's a good
3: point. You almost if you take those out, it does make it a lot more difficult. Yeah. I've got That
4: final score, by the way, forty-four
3: to seventeen. 17. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's the thing. It was. It was I, I was there in person. It was. It was never close, and mm-hmm. it was embarrassing.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like of the games that were the most embarrassing. I think I've been in person to all of them. Oh, yeah, really? So maybe it's like I went seven. I was at the game that was seven to three this you? year. That was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, I'll take the blame. There you go. I'll take that's, the blame. that's that's what leaders do.
6: Forget job. The,
3: forget the
2: other
6: tens of you know thousands what? of people you know what? That are probably it's, there. Too. Yeah, it's
3: not the Razorbacks. It's me, guys. Yeah, it's I was there. Uh huh. Yeah, no, that's my fault. It's also it's also an incredible level of pride and ego into that too. Mm-hmm. Well
5: done.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean,
3: listen, people yeah.
2: People will hate on me for any reason that's either. Right. Just pile it on. Just that's throw right. it into the mix. I'll, ta- I'll own it. and I'll take it. Let's go to Ryan in Hot Springs. What's up, Ryan?
7: Uh, I, I thought y'all I hadn't mentioned the Toledo loss. That oh, was a bad one, I yeah. I thought about it. Yeah, that's a good one.
3: That's a good one. Here's
7: the deal. Come off a season that you had, and then you have this highly-tied offensive line, and you can't punch it in on multiple occasions mm. against the Toledo team. Yeah. Come on now. and I think
2: Ryan, if and I'm not I'm mistaken, I have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure so that game ended 16 to 12. Arkansas lost in Litterock, but they had over 500 yards offense. Arkansas correct. scored 12 points and had over 500 it yards offense, confusion. and then Brandon Allen on the fat last play of the game when they needed a touchdown hits the goalpost. <laughs> like, well, I, I, and, yeah, that was bad.
7: <laughs> well, the 512 yards should have been should have been uh, Toledo. You know, the all the yards in between. That, that was kind of what we were kind of known for giving up. A lot of yards in between the twenties, and then, but not letting them letting them score. So I, I just kind of, kind of feel like Arkansas kind of split like the mid major there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was uh, that's uh, a good
2: but, callback. I, I thought about that one too. That is, was bad. I think uh, Arkansas also had a yeah, punt return for a touchdown get called back in that game. You uh,
7: know, y'all were talking about uh, Sam's uh, some of you know talking about nine and four being his best year. You know, I still honestly feel like he does not get enough credit for. I know we only won three games that year, but come, we had two or three other games that we either. Kind of you could make an argument we might have you know got fudged out of uh or we're, were right there at a chance to win the all sec year you know i that i mean to, to come into that season and to have that daunting of a uh of a schedule and then to win three of them really should have won probably at least two others it's covid season and, yeah
2: yeah well,
3: well the auburn
7: season, game you, you know,
2: won you won the auburn
7: game right <laughs> and that's for, and that, that's four right there and then you you had a legitimate shot at both the LSU and the Auburn game. I mean, uh, Missouri and the uh, Missouri and LSU. You had a legitimate shot at winning, and it just it didn't go your way. You know what I mean? Like to to, to that schedule as a first year coach ever at a major. That to me that that's pretty impressive.
3: No, I agree. Um, I agree. And and that was taking him out of the dumps. of yes. of, of Fred, football hell. You know that was no, that was no truly no one, the worst. No had, yeah.
7: Knowing that we had never, we had not won uh, an SEC game in two in, in two years, and then his second try, he does it. Yeah. Uh, on a highly, t- on a after what Mississippi State had just done to LSU, somebody just assumed that Mississippi State was fixing a boat racing.
8: But
3: yeah.
7: uh, that's my thoughts. I hope you all have a great day and go, Hog. I got another,
3: sure, I got another one here um, on our. Uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line. Can't forget the four-interception game when we played San Jose State, then the QB transferred there the year after. Mm. Okay, well,
2: let's get something straight. It was five interceptions.
3: <laughs> That's right. It was five picks. That actually Nick Starkle through. I thought that was they shorted him one. Uh-huh.
2: That's right. Yeah, so if we're gonna start throwing stuff, let's get our facts straight. That's right. It's five interceptions.
3: Five interceptions Got, in a single
2: game, and then he's like, you know what? It's not me, it's you. I'm transferring there. If it wasn't for Matt Corral in twenty twenty throwing six interceptions against Arkansas in that one game, then that would be the one that would just continue it was like that was the worst quarterback performance I've ever seen. Five picks. You gotta try to five five interceptions. And yeah. By the way, I looked up the Toledo game. But Brandon Allen had 412 yards passing. Wow. 412 yards passing. And lost.
3: And lost. I do have an update for you. Okay. For all those who have been wondering. National Letter of Intent. Head coach Nathan Brown, the University of Central Arkansas Bears, says, Nope. a sign and send a picture. Pretty simple these days. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that the times have caught up with uh, letters of intent.
2: No, nah. That's good. And I guess that's probably the best way of knowing it's them. Where you already got their phone number, so you know it's them. And if they send you a picture, there's no like you know jokes or any trolling or any fraud that can take place. You, you know, know so. like because somebody could find out. Oh, this is the fax number for the university. Right? or we send this real quick and let them know about it. That's probably it's probably the best way of handling it. So, uh but yeah, you know, I can't we can't believe we're bringing up like all the bad memories on Christmas time for Razorback football, but. I mean, there's there's a lot of those, unfortunately, for Razorback football, but I'm just hoping that there's, you know, better days ahead, and I'm hoping that they have some, you know, great moments and great games, because you think back just like two years ago, when they beat Texas on the in uh, and, and that second game of the year and rushed the field, and how fun that was, and then, you know, they went on and beat Texas A&M in that game after having that long losing streak, got trounced by Georgia on the road, but... Even after that, man, you were able to put things together. You had some really nice wins. You beat Mississippi State in a really good, you know, good and fun fashion. Beat LSU on the road. It's possible to get back to that point, but I had to had to take talking about calling the people and you know, tra- talking them off a ledge. I had to talk to my brother the other day because he's like, "I just feel like Arkansas football is just never going to be relevant." And I'm like, you know, I first off, I, I don't ever want to believe that because I don't want to ever root for a team that I have no hope in. But at the same time, it's proven with right people you can win at Arkansas. You just got to get the right people. Like when Bobby Petrino, I'm going to bring him up. I know things have changed. But when Bobby Petrino was at Arkansas, that was really when the SEC was probably at its pinnacle of competitiveness, in my opinion. Because you were in the SEC West that had Les Miles, national championship coach. You had Nick Saban at Alabama. You had Dan Mullen at Mississippi State. You know, Gene Chiswick, say what you want about, won a national championship during that same era at Auburn. And Houston Nut. And he yeah, had Houston Nut. Uh, can't forget him at Ole Miss. I
3: mean, yeah, you got to bring
2: him in. But even in the East, that was Urban Meyer. Mark Richt was still doing a good job at Georgia. Steve Spurrier at South Carolina was winning 11 games. James Franklin at Vanderbilt was doing big things. He was there for a year. Yeah. Or Who? James
3: Franklin, or two years, wasn't he? No, he's
2: there for like four, was I thought. Was he? Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah. But either way, Arkansas won in that and you can do it you just got to have the right people you just got to be able to it's i can make an argument
3: though that it's about to get more competitive it is because of the incoming teams in oklahoma and no texas question. so no question and the fact that we're eliminating our conf- divisions mm-hmm. also ups the competitive level because for the last several years you can make a good argument that oh wow if you're in the east you got a shot mm-hmm. outside got a shot to you know be in the top 3 right It was kind of a rotation in the top three. You Mm -hmm. knew it was going to be in the top two, typically Georgia. And then after that, I mean, Tennessee one year, Florida
2: another year. It just kind of rotated. Mm. But now that divisions are eliminated, it's it's wide open. Yeah, because the divisions itself, too, looking at the East especially, I have always felt like this past year is a great example. And even the year before is a great example, especially in the East, because Georgia owns that division. Realistically and mathematically, there's going to be a team that gets to nine, ten wins out of that division. And each and every year, which you've noticed, has usually been someone different. Mm-hmm. They rotate. It was Missouri this year. Last year, Tennessee. 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 Year. Yep. Yep. For that, Florida. Florida. Like, there's there's been a little bit of that. Yeah, so no, Georgia holds the top. They're the top yeah. placeholder. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's kind of a musical chairs. Right. And but in the SEC West, it's been pretty consistent. We're Bama. And after that's LSU. Yeah. And then maybe in that third spot is where it kind of rotates. Maybe it's A and M one year, maybe it's Auburn, Auburn one year, maybe it's Ole Miss. Like, but that, but that's always been fascinating about the East is there's inevitably someone that's going to go ten wins out of that division. And so now that the divisions will be officially eliminated, I'm wondering if that rotation of that random ten win team every year is going to continue. Like, is it is it going to be more consistent or is it going to be up in the air? Because I'm going to yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, Texas is going to be good in this conference. Absolutely. I am still suspect about Oklahoma. The only reason being is because they had a great year. But Jeff Levy's gone. You know, I think he's a great offensive coordinator. Let's see how they follow up this past season, this year. With, and and, uh, with this and Oklahoma's year. losing their quarterback. Dylan Gabriel's yeah. going to Oregon. So, yeah. And you know, Brent Venables in that first year, and it was his first year, Rough. wasn't great. Rough. Wasn't great. So let's see what they do in first year of SEC. And that was with Levy and Gabriel. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because let's be honest, too. The SEC, I love it. They didn't do Texas and Oklahoma favors in scheduling. They didn't say, "All right, let's make it light on you to start." No, like which they shouldn't. No, I think I think Oklahoma goes to Bama in year one. Like they, they, they yeah. It's like, hey, here you go. Let's see what you got. Uh, Mark is on the line. What's up, Mark?
9: Hey, man. Thanks for taking the call, John. I uh, listen to all, to you guys all the time, and I also am a huge and have been a lifetime Razorback fan. Um, and I look at the upcoming year and the personnel that we have, and I hear the predictions from different media pundits about, oh, well, we ought to win eight, or we ought to win this, or we ought to win that. What we ought to win and what we're actually going to win are clearly two different things. Mm-hmm. And when you look back at our history in the SEC, since we've joined the SEC, I think actually you brought this up on one of the calls, right? We're 18 seasons in the SEC of the 24 uh, below 500. Mm-hmm. I, when you look at next year, look at the personnel that you're not getting. I don't know how it's responsible to think that we would do anything other than six six or seven and five, and i to be pretty darn happy with it in the fact that we could go to a bowl game and build a program, uh, I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on that. I just—it's not that I don't want the Razorbacks to do well. I definitely do. Mm-hmm. But when you pair it with when, when you look through the lens of history, uh, it, it never has looked that great, and we always throw our arms over the air and get all incredulous at the fact that we weren't at the very, very top. And it's not that I don't want to be. It's just that history's shown
2: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, Mark, and thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, my reaction to that, Chris, is that you take the entire encompassing of the SEC and you average it out, yes, but how much of it is weighed down by the last 10 years? Like, it, it all is. I mean, in the past 10 years, Arkansas has had three seasons in the SEC, three. Mm-hmm. And then two of those other seasons, they had one SEC win. So you're talking about five, half half of the seasons the past 10 years. Have either ended with zero or one SEC win. Yeah. And then you had, I think, one two win season. You had a couple of three wins, a few four, and one five. That's where it's at. But if you take it from, you know, 92 up to 2011. 12, yeah, me like If you do 12, it's pretty solid. It's a, it's the, pretty, I think yeah. you average three and a half wins in the SEC per year, yeah. maybe four. But be, the, my point is, is you you can look at it and in, in its entirety, you, you can do all of that. But I don't think anybody right now is saying, oh, Sam Pittman in Arkansas, if they only get to seven wins next year, six wins, we're, we're infuriated and he needs to be fired. Like, I at least I'm not saying that. I, I like to think that we're pretty realistic when we dis- discuss the fact that there is an expectation in this conference, it's a tough thing to do, but at Arkansas, make a bowl game every year, average six, seven, maybe eight wins you know, on occasion, and then every four, five years, get to that nine win, maybe ten. If you do that, I think people are overall going to be happy. I think the problem is, and I agree with you, but the problem is, is
3: that the expectations this year were six to seven wins based on the really tough schedule that was on the table. You hear a majority of, of fan calls were six to seven, six to seven. Yep. And I think it's the perpetual falling short of even average expectations that gets the fans either angry or apathetic. Yes. Double A. Yeah. You pick one. Mm-hmm. And thats that's been the perennial problem. It has not been, oh, we should be number one. it's even when this expectation level is set reasonable at six. Hey, you know what? Look at the schedule. Incredibly tough this year. Let's go to a bowl game and, and you know, get through this. And be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then when they fell short of that, and not even short to where they could have competed for it on the last weekend, right? when they should have, based on that last slate of games, where you go, okay, you're all at home here. Just finish off strong, and let's see what happens at the last game. Missouri will be a toss-up. And they didn't even get to that point. That, to me, has been the problem. And that's why fans get so angry and disappointed. because, hey, we set our expectations right, and you still fell short! Yes, that's the problem.
2: Yeah, that's when it's going to get people emotional, because then the times that Arkansas did really well... Is when the expectations weren't too high. Yeah. But... And that's it, fine. If, but you, if you
3: set them that,
2: like that and they go nine, everybody's happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but when you set them at six and you go under, it's like, what are we doing here? But but to think about, like, right now, with the conversations we're having right now, if Arkansas went seven and five this past season, just throwing it out there. They didn't. But if they did, there's a completely and totally different vibe of everything right now. Oh, I'll tell you this. And you could have even... the Dino's not hired. No. And you could have even had eight wins, depending on the bowl game. But yeah. if you're going to eight, if you followed up 7-6 and six by going 8-5 and five with a bowl win, which I don't think was unreasonable. It was not unreasonable to do that this past year. Everyone's feeling fine. No one's freaking out saying, this is bull crap. We're tired of this. Let me ask you this. As big of a Petrina fan as you are,
3: mm-hmm. taking a four-win season to get Petrina or winning seven and not getting him, were you happy, are you happier getting him even if it meant having to go through this past, suffering through
2: this past season? I guess it depends on what he does this year. I mean...
3: Well, uh, I know. It no, it no, 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 you don't, you, you don't get an answer after, but he's back like you wanted. You wanted right. him
2: back. You've wanted him back for a long time. No, I would have rather have taken seven wins. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Just because if they got to seven wins, yeah. then that means Enos did all right. Right. And I agree. The offense worked. So, you know... Not, I'm, I'm not playing the long game of getting an offensive coordinator to mean the sacrifice and having a okay, crappy season. Okay. I'd rather have a solid season. I was casting your season. Petrino fandom because I yeah. know you you are a huge Petrino fan. I am a Petrino fanboy. Yes, as as, a, as we all know. But uh, <laughs> hopefully it yes. ends, hopefully he ends up doing great this year though, so I can feel a little bit vindicated and justified. But still, well,
3: if he does, and this this also needs to be said, if he does well, that means Sam did well. That's so right. Sam's not going anywhere if they do well. That's right. The idea of, oh, well, this is just Petrino positioning himself to take the... No, 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 no. Petrino and Sam are tied together now. Mm-hmm. They w- If one doesn't
2: do well, they're both gone. Yeah. That's that's how it that's is. That's a fact. And who knows if, and it's a big if, Arkansas was to even, like say if Sam Pittman wanted to retire. Say they had a great success and he wanted to retire, uh, whatever. People are Patrino's oh, Petrino's going to come in. I mean, are we sure if Petrino and his age and everything wants to take over an SEC program and go through that whole thing? Maybe he does. But is that what you want? Is that what he wants? You, you would, want to retread? You would take it. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? I wouldn't. Really? I wouldn't. And I'll tell you why. Let's go, let's take a break, because I'll right. tell you why on the other side. But we got more on our Trash Talk Thursday. Stay with us on Out of Bounds.
5: Let's know, let know. Let
1: know. Let know. I don't care what the wizard may be.
10: Tune in every Friday morning to hear Danny West from hogsports.com on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by H.J. Trailer Sales. They've got truck beds and utility trailers for every type of job and a service facility for maintenance and repair. Local
3: folks with great products, visit them online at hjtrailersales.com or in person at 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs.
0: This is SportsCenter.
6: Last night in college basketball, Arkansas State fell to Belmont, 74-70. Their next game will be next Saturday on the 30th against Georgia State. Nationally, fourth-ranked Arizona took down Alabama and Phoenix, 87-74. 21st-ranked Duke beat 10th-ranked Baylor, 78-70. And fifth-ranked UConn fell to Seton Hall, 75-60. And Arkansas basketball gets back to action tonight as they host Abilene Christian for their second-to-last game of the calendar year. Tip for the game is set for six. Radio coverage will be on the buzz starting at 530. TV coverage. Which will be on SEC Network. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
10: 2023 is effectively in the can. And Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock is clearing all remaining pre-owned inventory with their 12 deals of Christmas sales. Call 501-945-4444. Unfortunately, when Christmas is over, tax season shows up and shows out. And no matter how big or small your business, you're going to need a vehicle to ride off next year. But you simply can't get the tax credit you realize you need in January 2024. You have to act before the end of the year. Call 501 501-945-4444. The choice is yours. Either get ready to write the government a big check or four-wheel drive over that tax bill in a brand new ride. From Guadney, Buick, GMC. Guadney, Buick, GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guadney, GMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers for the proof credit. Trade now before the lot is clear
3: at the end of the year. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar.
10: Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your
6: favorite sauce or rub. New Year's means new equipment for you and your loved ones from River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealers in Central Arkansas. Start your countdown at River Valley Tractor with big savings on Kubota compact tractors and implements built to last you through all your seasons. Bring in the new year with River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Visit RiverValleyTractor.com today.
10: Here's NASCAR Hall of Famer, Mark Martin. As a race
6: car driver for 40 years, I survived a lot of crashes. Not everyone can run into a wall at 200 miles an hour and walk away. Without a seatbelt, I wouldn't be alive today.
3: Now I'm retired, back home in Arkansas, driving my pickup. I'm shocked how many people
10: aren't wearing seatbelts. Why risk your life when it only takes two seconds to buckle up?
3: Take it from number six, buckle up, Arkansas, a message from the Arkansas State Police
2: Highway Safety Office.
10: Roger Scott. I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, the problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales
2: manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number. 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade
0: product, man. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Ellis out front had it knocked away, got it back, drives the paint to the rim. It's good and one. How about that, L. El Ellis? Quick as a hiccup. On 1037 The Buzz.
10: You better. This Christmas and as we trim the tree how much fun it's gonna be together This Christmas is
2: Folks Christmas time is officially here so if you're looking for a last minute gift you better get over to Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart because they have plenty And when I say plenty, plenty of inventory on new firearms that you can get for yourself for Christmas or maybe for that loved one. Because right now, Max Prairie Wings is the place to go for that firearm, for that gun. And they're featuring up to $200 off select in-stock browning shotguns and rifles, as well as a $75 rebate on Beretta A300 Ultima and $150 rebates on the Beretta A400. And they also have the Weatherby 18i Waterfowl 12-gauge Super Mag 3.5 in Mossy Oak Bottomland, and that's on sale at Max Prairie Wings for just eight forty nine ninety nine, dollars And as great and as many deals as they have when it comes to all guns, they have everything that you need to make your hunting experience the best one around. We know hunting season continues on, and a lot of you are going to be getting some of those gifts or maybe giving some of those gifts. So make sure you do it with Max Prairie Wings and Stuttgart. You can visit their store or you can go online at maxpw.com. That's M-A-C-K-S-P-W.com. It's Max Prairie Wings. The hunt begins here. It's Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds, and we appreciate everybody listening in. In fact, J.K. in Fairfield Bay says, uh, "I want to make sure I read this right." <laughs> so you know, some of those things I want to read, and then I start. I'm like, "Wait a minute, is this something I actually want to read?" But no, J.K. is always great. But uh, says, uh, "John, you work for the radio station in Northeast Arkansas. Listen to your broadcast while going to the Chiefs." named swag after their. When you remember you came to the buzz, good get Merry Christmas, John. So I'm assuming that's a compliment, J.K. Sorry if I didn't read it correctly, but yes, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Christmas time, and you know we've been talking a lot about uh, the Razorbacks and signing day and football and everything. But I, I was pretty fascinated by this whole thing with Florida State too. For those of you who may not know, Florida State is setting a meeting where they're going to be Sounds having important. it. Yeah, actually, it took place today already, but they're going to have this meeting where on the docket is going to be the future of their membership with the ACC. This is according to a report from Ross Dellinger, who Ross is one of the best in the business, especially when it comes to the behind the scenes of college football. It says the board of trustees hope to produce litigation for a potential exit strategy from the ACC's grant of rights. And as of now, a legal document ensures that Florida state cannot separate The bindings between them, the ACC, and ESPN for TV rights until 2035-2036. And back in August, Florida State threatened that they would seriously consider leaving the conference without a radical change in revenue distribution. But it looks like that is back on the table.
3: Uh, Brett McMurphy from Action Network, also a pretty good Reputable reputable source in the world of college football, says... Florida State, starting the process of leaving ACC, will have an Oppenheimer-like ripple effect through the college landscape, a source told Action Network HQ, as one of the biggest TV brands FSU could land in Big Ten or SEC, and if those aren't options, the Big 12, sources said.
2: Hmm.
3: I just See, that's wild. I love that they, <laughs> you know what it is, they realized... When they were left out of the college football playoff, yep. and this is a, and look, I'm an alum of a school that just moved to a Power Five, okay, in UCF, and let me tell you something. FSU, as one of the premier brands in college football, looked at themselves and they said, they see us like that little school in Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big part of it. They see us as, oh, that's nice, but... That's a good season, guys, Hey, but... what a great story. Congrats. Now, let's move on to the others. That is how they were looked at. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a huge wake-up call for them. Um, having Notre Dame come on as a football-only member slash participant right. in your conference, they realized did not do anything for them. And they are now looking at themselves going, okay, we are we really going to wait around 10 more years or 11 years to move into a conference that has a level of financial, mm-hmm. um, you know, the upper echelon of financial status. Right. And they can't. They have to. They, they realize, if we don't do something,
6: they just went undefeated.
2: Yep.
3: Undefeated.
2: Yep. And they were told, yeah, that's great. But I take it to where if you're Florida State and the reasoning and the excuse that was used was about your quarterback getting yes. hurt. Yes. Which is legitimate. I mean, as far as the seeing it. Like, I could see why they view it that way. But let's be very clear. Florida State probably looked at it the same way I would, where it's like they were looking for a reason not to include us, and this quarterback thing was their ace in the hole. It was their trump card. It was where they could use that, be like, "Oh, oh, we'll see. This is why we can't get you in. Sorry, you know it sucks, man. I know, I know. We tr- your quarterback you're is that
3: good. He is that big of a part
2: of your yes, team. yes, yes. They were looking for some sort of way to get him out. That's how I would view it, because I never dreamed, even in the current state of college football playoffs, and I know it's changing and expanding, but I would never dream that an undefeated Power 5 team would ever be left out, unless there were four other Power 5 undefeated teams from four other conferences. That would be the only way. Not
3: two one-loss teams jumping them, Mm -hmm. who played each other earlier this year, mind you. So you would think that would be the game that would keep
2: one of them out. Hey, look, you lost, so you're out. You're out. But it didn't go that way. And Florida State had every right to be upset, but I kept laughing at people who would call in on this show, who'd text in, even people who do shows on here, where they actually thought, they actually thought that they, the College Football Playoff Committee, would leave out the SEC champion. You, you all who thought that they were going to leave Alabama out after winning the SEC... I have no idea have you been watching college football like yeah, cuz there were some
3: there were some reputable people though who still they,
2: said it wouldn't it, you know what hey it could happen what we all knew they were there was no way in God's green earth that they were going to leave the undefeated SEC champ or the SEC champion not undefeated, not undefeated not undefeated undefeated in the SEC but not
1: undefeated.
2: Un- not undefeated but winning the SEC championship and having the name bama there was no way they're going to leave them out. It just wasn't going to happen. Unless it was Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then it's Arkansas. They find... Because Arkansas would have been like Florida State. That's right. But I I kind of hope it happens. I kind of hope Florida State leaves. I would love to have them in the SEC. I'll be honest. I don't know how they're going to, but... See, I don't either, but we know there, there's no rules right now for anything. <laughs> Nothing doesn't matter. So if they found a way, I would welcome them with open arms into the SEC. Because I would love to have a team like Florida State in the SEC. I think it'd be fun. they got a great football program. You know, their basketball programs, eh, you know, whatever. But they've had some good years. Leonard Hamilton's had some solid years. Baseball's always been really good. good. Uh, So I think they would be a great addition. And I think it'd be fun for, say, Arkansas. Hey, let's go down to Tallahassee and see what their stadium's about. I'm hoping. I I still consider them, even though they
3: they certainly have just now gotten back to the highly relevant period, Mm -hmm. they're still one of the... Great programs. I agree. I mean, Bobby Bowden made them into a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. I mean, he built them up and made them into a national championship contender year in and year out. So, yeah, I think it would – certainly uh, in terms of brand and status, adding them to a conference would add a lot. And I think they're such a big puzzle piece of the ACC that I think it would start – I think Clemson immediately starts – if they are able yes. to break out, if they break out of that contract and that jail – of, of what that contract is. Clemson would be next, Miami. I mean, you just, you'd start to see more dominoes start yep. to try and fall and figure out where else to go mm-hmm. and see how they can get into a
2: better conference. And again, you don't think that the a, the SEC <laughs> would love to have Clemson and Florida State. Oh, Miami, you want to come? Okay. Yeah, we can probably well, squeeze it on, you in. It only been, no, no, no. Here's why.
3: You got to remember, in, all, in the world
2: about money, it only
3: benefits them on just branding and and ratings, yep. but, but not, you know, that's still more revenue you have to share. Then you have to go back to your TV. But you or, get more, though. You have to get more from your TV network. And I think you would that's because the of thing. the renegotiation. If, if they could get more from their TV network, it would make sense. If mm-hmm. they can't, They're they not sharing. Oh, no, 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 no. Or, I agree there. Or if they really want to do it, then they, then they do what they're doing to, what is it, uh, SMU and some mm-hmm. of the others where yeah, they you go. You can get nothing. Uh, yeah, you can come. Um, you're gonna get this little tiny sliver. Your first few years is kind of like a little hazing period, mm-hmm. and then and then you gotta you'll be a full it. member. That's right. You got to earn it. So, Make, how bad do you want to leave the ACC? But mm-hmm. I do think the Big Ten would be a suitor, and I think the Big Twelve would also look into it. Oh yeah, so. they all would. Yeah, I mean, it would be a negotiation. Sh- I think Florida State could break free. It would be interesting negotiations between those three conferences and figuring out which one makes
2: sense. 100%. Big Ten
3: makes the most sense, by the way,
2: mm-hmm.
3: in terms of TV deals. Yes. Why? Yes. Because multi-platforms? Well, and they don't have any teams in the state of Florida. Big 12 has teams in the state of Florida. SEC has teams in the state of Florida. That's true. The Big Ten does not. So you get more rights fees Mm -hmm. for another state. For a state that you aren't currently in. So in terms Florida is a big one. Florida is a big one. That would be a huge one for the Big Ten.
2: Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Hey, we actually got to take a break. We're kind of getting behind it. That's okay. Sorry. Uh, No, it's a good conversation. That's why, uh, again, I call it zone breaks what we do you know we just wait until the very end and take it and then our final segment of the hour is like five seconds so it's fine so we're then we're, make it work. we'll get the
3: callers in after yes yes someday.
2: yes yes because i know chuck and even navy mike that's right we're going to get to you guys just hold on we'll uh, make it work for you on the other side of the break so stay with us on the trash talk thursday here on out of bounds
5: i'll be home.
10: Hey, this is Mitch at Red River Ram, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer, and I've never been so happy as to introduce the wrap-up the the end-of-the-year sales event. Folks, we've got 20% off 23 brand-new Ram heavy duties. Never been seen before. That's up to $18,000 off sticker. And you have ton buyers? We've got 24 model Ram 1500s at $15,000 off. Make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs or check us out online
3: at redriverram.com. The season of giving is here. Luckily, Santa has a new tool this year. From John Deere Apparel, toys,
10: tools, and more, GoGreenway.com has something green for everyone under the tree. No sled needed. Our elves will ship these gifts directly to your door. Cross off your Christmas list today at GoGreenway.com. Greenway Equipment wishes you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a happy new year
11: this is the pigskin preacher bringing you the word a recent headline in the washington post jumped off the page a plane fueled by fat and sugar has crossed the atlantic ocean at first i thought this meant those passengers shared my affinity for non-healthy snacks but it was actually about the sustainable aviation fuel made from things like corn animal fat Algae, municipal trash, and sewage. (laughs) Okay. There are at least a few of us, though, that would just as soon use regular jet fuel and not fry the friendly skies until they actually figure this out. When you walk into a Double B's location, you'll always be greeted with a welcome to Double B's. We are an Arkansas company serving our Arkansans with 34 locations across the natural state. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's.
4: Ready to change your phone service? you got to check out Boost Infinite Wireless at BoostInfinite.com. You get their low-priced service and a brand-new iPhone every year. And Boost Infinite's new technology gives you three networks for the price of one. So you get the best quality calls and data anywhere you are. No one can do that except Boost. Switch today at BoostInfinite.com or call 855-55-BOOST. See BoostInfinite.com for terms and conditions.
1: Boost. Don't miss out on new deals every day during Lowe's 25 Days of Deals. Right now, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories and check off gifts for everyone on your list. Plus, get up to two select tools free when you buy a select toolkit. Shop online and pick up curbside for holiday shopping made easy. Because Lowe's knows deals every day through 1224 while supplies last selection varies by location
6: randy rainwater brings drive time sports to conway this friday broadcasting live from the all-new genesis of conway the only genesis dealer in the state of arkansas open now at 1075 call your drive special thanks to larry's pizza of conway
1: you knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk there could be a
11: crash people could get hurt or killed but that didn't stop you did it You knew you could get arrested, you could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure, you were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the Arkansas Highway Safety
10: Office.
3: Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank.
8: Bank with Southern.com. Gwodney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. They've been in business 60-plus years with an award-winning sales and service staff. Give them a call at 501-982-2102 or shop them online at GwadneyChevrolet.com. At Chevrolet.com, you can check out their inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles. You can even appraise a vehicle on GwadneyChevrolet.com. See just how much your vehicle is worth. Guadney Chevrolet is giving thousands over book value on trade-ins. And also, you can sell a vehicle to Guadney Chevrolet. Check out the new Suburbans and Tahoes, along with Silverado, Blazer, Equinox, and my favorite Malibu. Guadney Chevrolet also has convenient Saturday service hours From 7 a.m. till noon. So if you need to get a vehicle service, contact Guadney Chevrolet for that as well. Guadney Chevrolet is located off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, guadneychevrolet.com.
0: Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. You
9: know that metal plate in my head? Uh, how can I forget? I had to have it replaced because every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. I don't know if I ought to go sailing down no hill with nothing between the ground of my brain but a piece of government plastic.
0: On 103.7 The Buzz. <laughs>
2: It's the most wonderful time. Out of Bounds here, folks. Uh, we just got a couple minutes before we take a top-of-the-hour update, so we'll try to see if we can get some of these phone calls in before we take that top-of-the-hour update. So, uh, Chuck, want to talk about Florida State with us. What's up, Chuck? What's
5: up, y'all? All right. My issue with it is that it's funny how we just had a discussion about Florida State and what a draw they would be if we added them to uh, the SEC. But I'd be willing to bet my next paycheck that the discussion within the committee was had nothing to do with which team was most deserving. But they were worried about what the TV ratings on the matchups was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And they wanted that Texas-Alabama uh, matchup so bad. They, they, they wanted that national championship uh, matchup and they were going to make it happen even if they had the floor to screw Florida State for it. Because there's honestly – I mean, everybody talks about how weak of a conference the Big 12 is, and the only two real players in there are leaving to come to the, the, uh, the SEC and the rest of the, the kind of weak sister. Well, Texas only played two real challenging games all season long. They beat Alabama back when they had quarterback problems, and they lost a regular season game to Oklahoma. Florida State didn't lose any didn't lose any games at all, and their non conference included SEC games. It just it makes zero sense to me that Texas is even in this position. They are of all the of all the teams involved that were one loss teams. Georgia lost one game to a conference champion Alabama. Alabama lost one game to a conference champion Texas, and Texas lost one game to Oklahoma. That should that should be the game that eliminated them? Uh, ESPN has so much control. I swear to God, the next time that uh, Jim Harbaugh gets in trouble, it's going to be ESPN that finds him, not the NCAA.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and hey, we appreciate the phone call, Chuck. And I think yeah, you made a lot of great points. There's and a lot of truth to it. It's like the control is by uh, the TV and the matchups that they want it, and we all know that. But again, it should, That's why going to 12 teams is going to fix all these problems. They just couldn't do. This was the perfect reason
3: why they're going. The worst part is that it couldn't happen this year, right?
2: That, and if because if this year if something happened where it's not this way, we're not even arguing about it, or I'm talking about it. But that's also where it's kind of like, well, next year it's going to be fixed. So that's it's why I get so upset about Florida it. States already probably down. not talking about leaving right now. Nah, it's amazing how things change just in that quick moment in time. We'll get to more out of bounds in the third hour coming up next. Stay with us.